Lord, bless you, and we're honored to have you tonight. And we need to pray for many of our home folk that uh, seems like many are going through all kinds of sickness. Some are battling pneumonia. This time of year seems strange, but there it is. It's happening, and it needs a special touch in their body. And then others dealing with all kinds of other things. But how many knows God is able and he is willing? Amen. And I'm, thank I'm thankful for the healing power of God uh, that is available for us even today. And tonight, I'm just going to jump right in. If you have your Bibles with you, 2 Kings chapter number 13, 2 Kings chapter number 13, we'll begin reading in verse number 14 and read down through verse number 19. Keaton, if you could, or Landon, give me just a little bit of monitor so I can hear myself. It doesn't help you all, but it will help me just for that way I won't have to maybe speak so high and so loud tonight. Thank you. Second Kings chapter number 13, beginning in verse number 14. Let us just go to the word together and let's read and lay down a foundation tonight. It says, now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness whereof he died. I promise it gets better from here, all right? And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Put thy hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands, and he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of the deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Apec, till thou hast consumed them. And he then said, Take the arrows, and he took them, and he said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground, and he smote thrice, and he stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him, and said, Thou should have smitten five or six times, then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it, whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Our subject today for a little while is going to be closed windows and unshot arrows. Close windows and unshot arrows. Let us pray tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your word and its anointing. We thank you for your people tonight in this house and those that are joining us by way of technology this evening. Lord, I pray that you would anoint this vessel and touch this voice for a few moments tonight so that I can speak that which you birthed in our heart. But Lord, I pray that we can deliver it with an anointing where we could hear not just words, but hear the heart of God in such a manner that we'll walk out of here differently than when we walked in. And Lord, we thank you and give you praise and glory for all that is accomplished and will be accomplished. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you for honoring the word of the Lord by standing this evening. We read in our text tonight where the prophet is nearing the end of his life. The voice that has been guiding Israel was about to become silent. Even though Israel had been in a place of rebellion and resistance, the voice of the Lord through the prophet Elisha had been steadfast and unmovable. 
it had been continually present and it had given direction and guidance. And at times, we know that the Lord moved so mightily that there was miracles that took place on many occasions. We find that unexpected victories and unexpected turnarounds had taken place because of the presence of Almighty God. The one that had given counsel would no longer be present to speak to the events of the day. Israel was getting ready to experience a season like it had never experienced before. The prophetic voice of Elijah was now absent and now the one that followed. Elisha was soon to disappear. Knowing that the time was approaching, Joash, the king of Israel, he come to where he was, and that's where we began our reading tonight, and he was distraught because he realized that things is about to change. And that's why he says, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. He realized that there was going to be something missing. Even though he had not always adhered to it, even though he had not always embraced it, but it was unique at this time because he realized that he needed something more than what he currently had in himself. He realized that his nation was in trouble. He realized that there was an attack all around them. And we find that the Syrians had already gained inroads and was already bringing havoc to the nation of Israel. And he was looking and he was searching for direction and guidance. And he said, unless I get to where he is now, I may not hear any direction or guidance. And therefore, with a sense of urgency, the king of Israel comes to the prophet. And now we find that in our text, as he was communicating and he comes in and greets him, we find that one last time, God was going to speak through the prophetic voice of Elisha. We see Elisha in his physical weak condition, but still he operated in such spiritual authority. I am reminded when I read of this portion of scripture that in the final days and final moments of even my own father's life where his body was weak and wretched with the attack of age upon him. There was such a spiritual authority upon his life. I even saw in the final moments of leading up to the end of his life here where there was some things that began to try to manipulate and even in a weakened state, he took spiritual authority. There's something about a prophet's anointing that can change the atmosphere of anything that's happening. And today I need us to understand that this is not just a mere story that's put in the pages of scripture for us to read, but there is some very unique principles that we can find in this passage of scripture. And I know that you have probably heard it preached and taught on many times throughout your life, but I'm revisiting it tonight because I feel led of the Lord to bring us to a place where we can understand that there is a need for movement in this very moment of time. 
We cannot settle for religious activity and we cannot settle and be satisfied that we just carry on traditional things. Not all traditional things are bad, but please hear me. If all you have is religion or traditional religious things, you, you have no relationship with God, then you're walking without power and you're walking without authority and there is a world around you that will continue to spiral into a place of utter darkness. But if I can get somebody in this room, I don't even need everybody, I just need somebody in this room to grab a hold of this word tonight that can begin to be an avenue uh, and an outlet of change that can bring about and dispel darkness uh, because we find that Elisha comes and he begins to give in a weakened state physically but in a very strong state spiritually he begins to speak to the king of Israel and I want to point out what we read together tonight in verse number 15 as he comes in into the room where he is in his weakened state we find that he looks to the king of Israel and he says this I want you to take bow and I want you to take arrows and it says this that he took them unto himself You say, why is this important? Stay with me. We find in verse number 16 that then Elisha tells him that I need you uh, to put your hand upon the bow. And then we find that not only did he put his hand upon it, but then Elisha the prophet in his weakened state, I don't know if he was sitting, I don't know if he was lying, but obviously somehow in his weakened condition near death, we find that he erects himself into some sort of vertical position and he places his hands over the hands of the king of Israel. And then he continues to have this conversation and he looks to the king again. And he simply says in verse number 17, I need you to open the window eastward. And as he opened it, as he was instructed, he then gave the command. Elisha said, shoot. And we find that the king of Israel shot. But please notice with me that when that arrow was shot, he did not shoot it by himself. But there was the hands of the prophet that was upon his hands. And we find that when he pulled it back and there was a release, it was a release in a prophetic realm. And we find that when Elisha speaks after that first arrow is shot, that he simply identifies this arrow as not just been a normal arrow, but he speaks to it and he simply says this, this is the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. And this is the arrow of deliverance from Assyria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Apec until thou have consumed them. Notice this was a specific prophetic utterance. It was a specific word that was given to the king of Israel. What he was simply telling him, he was saying this, I know why you're here. I know that there's disarray and I know that there's trouble all around you. But that group of the enemy that's in Apec, the Syrians that are there, he said, I have just prophetically released on your behalf the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and that arrow of the Lord's deliverance will deliver you from the hand of that group or that troop of Syrians. And therefore, you will utterly consume them. Now, if we just stopped right there, we could celebrate that and say the Lord brought a victory, and he did. However, 
The story does not end there tonight, but we find when you go on and you read through what we read together, he then tells the king of Israel, Joash, he says, now I need you to pick up the arrows. Not the arrow that was just shot, but now there's a quiver full of arrows. And he says, I need you to take those arrows and I need you to shoot those arrows, strike them on the ground. Now, we find that this king, understanding, and I'll bring you to the place of what this represents in a moment, a man that had just felt the prophetic anointing hands of God on his life, felt him on his hands, and experiencing and receiving a word, you would think that inside of him, there would be something come alive, and there would be some passion and some zeal. And we find that he takes those arrows and he shoots and he strikes one to the ground, two to the ground, and three to the ground, and then he stays. And we find that the anger of the Lord comes upon the prophet and he says that because of what you have just done, you will not consume your enemy. You will not utterly destroy them but you will only defeat them on three occasions. But if you would have embraced the word of the Lord, if you would have had shot every arrow, you should have fought five or six times because then you would have utterly consumed your enemy. Everybody with me so far? Stay with me. Please stay with me. We find that this is a messaging system that was used in the days of Elisha. I share this story with you because there is great significance concerning it. We see that this act of obedience caused one arrow to be shot and it was not just any arrow but it was identified as the Lord's arrow of deliverance and I got to remind us that there is some things that God has done for us and we should embrace it and we should walk in it but there's also some things that he's asked for us to do. But let me remind you that when the arrow of the Lord's deliverance is delivered, that there is something uh, that happens. Maybe you have read in your Bibles where it says, he that the Son sets free is free indeed. There is absolute freedom when the arrow of the Lord is delivered. And tonight I want us to understand we can take great comfort in that. But may I speak to us today and remind us of the truth concerning that which we see taking place all around us today. There is many voices that tell us that they have the answer, but I come to inform you and I tonight and remind us that there is still only one true answer and that is Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter how much noise has been made in our society. But can I tell you tonight, when it is released, there is a release of spiritual authority that doesn't just drive back any enemy that tries to exalt itself, but it has the capability to consume every adversary that we may encounter. But notice after this arrow is released and we see that Elisha continues the conversation, there begins to be a requirement take place. And can I tell you today, the Bible is very clear and it teaches us that if we are going to experience God, then we must believe that he is God. 
meaning this, that we must have a place and we must operate in a level of faith. We see Joash fail to embrace this prophetic moment completely. And I pray tonight that we do not miss this prophetic moment that we find ourselves in today. Because I sincerely believe that in the United States of America, as well as other nations around the globe, that there is a prophetic word that has been released. And this is a word that is much different than any other word that has been released up to this point. And this word is getting ready to set us into a place where we begin to consume darkness uh, and we begin to walk in spiritual authority. But we find that when we get to the story and it really begins to play out before us, it was God's desire for Israel to consume Syria, not just to overthrow it a little bit or to drive it back. It is not God's desire for you and I just to walk in victory for a month or for a week or, or for two months, but it is God's desire for you and I to walk in complete victory every day of our life, no matter what may come. No matter what may come unexpectedly, can I tell you there is a peace that passes all understanding uh, and there is a rest that we can operate in. Uh, the word of the Lord is still very clear. There remaineth a rest for the people of God. Uh, but can I tell you tonight, we are in a place where there is an absence uh, of desire and passion uh, to embrace that which God is saying and speaking. Uh, our time has come for us to realize that the words uh, that, uh, that God is speaking uh, has got to be acted upon uh, not at a more convenient time but in this very moment of time. Uh, he is beginning to instruct us to do some things and it's going to stretch our faith. Yes, it is. Uh, but notice with me tonight, uh, we have to understand uh, that God expects us uh, to take up the task that's before us uh, and it is our responsibility uh, to move in to a place where we begin to bring in the harvest. Uh, and tonight what we're dealing with in America and other places as well uh, is we are dealing with closed windows and unshot arrows. Uh, let me elaborate on that just for a few moments. Uh, we will not just drive back, uh, but we have the capability and the power and the authority uh, to consume uh, and utterly destroy those things that continually are pursuing us us and pursuing our families. Uh, the bow that he desires for us to pick up uh, is not just any bow, uh, but it is something of significance. Uh, I want to just demonstrate to you tonight to get this into our spirit. Uh, I didn't know if I would or not tonight, but here we find is that there is a bow that is present today. Don't get nervous. I'm not going to shoot nobody, I don't think. Uh, but we find that upon the arrival of the king, uh, he he is instructed to pick up that, uh, and he's instructed to pick up these arrows. And as he does so, he's walking in a state of obedience. Uh, but this is where it all begins. Uh, I understand that salvation is free. Uh, I understand that it is by putting our faith in him that by grace uh, we are received uh, the ability of being washed and cleansed by the blood of the spotless lamb. Uh, but after that, there begins to be responsibility. Uh, and in order for us to embrace that, we're going to have to ask ourselves, uh, do we really believe that God is who he says he is? Uh, in order for us to ever be able to take off the old man and to put on the new, uh, we're going to have to come to an absolute uh, 
decision where we know that we know that we know uh, that he is who he says he is. Uh, But we find that the king of Israel is faced with a dilemma. He hears the prophetic voice. Uh, He says, I want you to pick up the bow. Uh, If you make the decision to pick up the bow, what you're doing is uh, you're making the decision to have faith. Uh, And now we find uh, that this isn't just any bow, but this is faith. Uh, You and I today in this season of our life, uh, nobody can do it for us. Uh, Grandma's prayers and granddaddy's prayers and mama's and daddy's prayers, uh, listen, uh, they've kept us and I'm thankful for it and they've paved the way for us. uh, But that's not gonna take care of the next generation. Uh, It's our responsibility uh, and we're gonna have to pick up the bow of faith. uh, And this bow of faith uh, is something unique. uh, And we find that when he picked up this bow uh, and he first gets, he says, get an arrow. uh, And the first arrow he got, as I shared just a moment ago, uh, is the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. Uh, Can I tell you, this arrow uh, has power. Uh, This arrow has authority. Uh, This arrow will drive back the force of darkness. Uh, The enemy does not have anything in his arsenal uh, that can overpower this arrow. You hear me tonight. Uh, It doesn't matter how much noise he makes. Uh, It doesn't matter what he says in your ear. Uh, He does not have the power or the authority uh, to overcome the word of God. Uh, And can I tell you uh, that when we start talking about the Lord's arrow, what we're really talking about uh, is the word of God. Uh, If you want to say this is the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, uh, you're actually saying this is the word of God. Uh, So the king of Israel uh, was faced with a decision. Uh, He says, I want you to pick up the faith. Uh, The only thing that's going to take this logos word uh, and turn it into a rhema word uh, is when you put it in a thing called faith. Uh, Now we find that a king is standing uh, and he has faith uh, and he has the word. Uh, But before he can deliver this, uh, before this can come into a place where it begins to move, uh, you also have to open up the window. Uh, Can I tell you today, uh, the world tells us, oh, you can't open that up. Uh, Listen, we're in a society today that says uh, you got to make sure your car's locked twice. You got to make sure you got double locks on your doors, on your windows. Uh, If you hear a noise, they simply say, oh my Lord, what was that? Uh, Can I tell you, we are so paranoid uh, in every area of our life. Uh, And we say, oh, we can't dare open that window. Uh, Listen, uh, man, if we could go back just a few years, uh, man, I never took the keys out of my car. I never locked my house. Uh, Listen, you say, you're crazy. No, I just didn't have anything to worry about. Uh, But things have changed, right? Uh, And now it's happened into the spiritual realm. Well, we can't open that. Something else might come in. Uh, We we can't open that. Something might gain access. Uh, But can I tell you, there's some things uh, that you and I have to do by faith. And we find that the king of Israel, uh, he obeys the open the window. Uh, and we find uh, that faith is in his hand. Uh, the prophetic word is in his hand. Uh, and we also find that the hands of the prophet was upon him. Uh, and as he overlays them, uh, we know that according to our text tonight, that he shoots the arrow uh, and it strikes and it goes. And now uh, he says that is the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. Uh, and that also is the arrow that is signifying uh, and saying that you will destroy the 
Assyrians that are in APEC, meaning you've got a victory. Because of your faith and because of your willingness to obey the word, God says, I'm going to prove myself and I'm going to show you that I'm still God. But then he says, go get the other arrows. And he picks up the arrows. He has a quiver full, but yet he chooses just to take and he shoots three of them and they strike them in the ground. Now, this is symbolic because if you was going to go into a time of war, listen, they did not argue and they didn't tell their enemy that they was coming through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. No, no, no. They would walk out at this time if they was getting ready to engage with their adversary, they would send somebody out with a bow and with a quiver full of arrows and they would take it and they would shoot it in the air and it would bring them down and they'd let them strike them in the ground right towards their enemy. And what they was doing was tending a message and they were saying, we are coming for you. And it would strike fear in the heart of their enemy, especially if they saw a ground full of arrows. Because what they were saying is this, we are more than confident that we are able to overthrow you. And it really was a mind game against the enemy. But we find that after a man, get this now, he's in the room with the prophetic anointing. He sees a weakened body, but a spiritual authority. And he sees and he experienced the hand of the prophetic upon him. And he shoots an arrow with him. And we find that now he says, take up that quiver and take up those arrows. But yet he just shoots three times and then he stays. Hear me. Leaving all of this unshot. He had the opportunity to utterly consume and destroy, but yet he settled for just driving back because he failed to understand the power of the moment. I say that to say this tonight. You and I find ourselves in a place where the enemy says, I will destroy you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I will destroy your family. I will destroy your children. I will, I will, I will, is what he continues to say. And yet, the Lord is saying, pick up the bow. Because there's something that I have to deliver with you and for you. But I have to ask tonight, where is the passion and the zeal to pick up and operate in the realm of faith that God is calling us to? Please hear the word of the Lord. The arrow of the Lord's deliverance, it is his word. The bow that he desires for us to pick up and use It is our faith. Now, the call to action has been given. And we must, by faith, open up the window and we must begin to shoot the arrows that God has given us. No longer can we allow fear and uncertainty to keep us from opening up the window and declaring and sending a message to the adversary. Can I remind you tonight that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? May I also remind us of this truth in Jeremiah 29 and 11 and the following. 
The word of the Lord says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me, and when you shall search for me with all of your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations. What are we talking about tonight? Notice with me the very first word that you will find uh, in New Testament scripture, the very first thing that Jesus begins to preach, uh, the very first thing that Paul begins to preach is repentance. Uh, but the second thing that they begin to preach is believe, have faith. Uh, can I tell you tonight, uh, we need to understand that the second principle of the doctrine of Christ is faith towards God. And you and I tonight find ourselves, and we must remind ourselves that faith is the foundation of the entire Christian life. He that comes to God must believe that he is. And in a world where we are overwhelmed by disease and sickness and all kinds of demonic interference, and when we see our children being enslaved and in bondage by the things of this world and by a demonic kingdom, uh, can I tell you, as I said this morning, uh, it's going to require more of us than just coming to the house of God. Uh, it's going to require more of us than just going through uh, what we've always done. Uh, nothing wrong with some of the things we've always done, uh, but there's a generation that was before us uh, that they walked with the anointing of God, the power of God, and the favor of God, uh, not because they had all the answers, not because they had it all figured out, uh, not because they was polished on every corner, uh, but they did because uh, they walked with that authority because they was willing to pick up the bow of faith. Uh, and tonight I need to encourage somebody. Uh, it's not about what it sounds like. It's not even about what it looks like. Uh, it's not even about what the enemy is telling you, uh, but it's about the word of the Lord uh, super, super, uh, surpasses uh, everything uh, that the enemy may say or try to do. Uh, and tonight I need you to understand with me uh, that there is still power and authority in the word of God. Uh, and you and I today need to understand uh, that if we are going to effectively touch a generation, uh, if we are effectively going to make a difference in our nation, uh, if we are going to see darkness dispelled, uh, then somebody's going to have to open up a window uh, and somebody's going to have to pick up a bow uh, and somebody's going to have to be willing to shoot an arrow. Uh, and I'm not talking about one arrow or two arrows, uh, but I'm talking about emptying the quiver that God has given us. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, the arrows are representation of the word. Uh, all throughout the word we find uh, that he is still everything that we have need of. Uh, no matter what you're faced with today, uh, if you need a miracle financially, you'll find it. It's in the word. Shoot the arrow. Uh, if you need some peace in your mind, shoot the arrow. Uh, if you need healing in your body, shoot an arrow. Uh, if you need something to happen uh, supernaturally, just shoot an arrow. Uh, but it has to be moving and it has to be thrust uh, from the place of faith. Tonight, please hear me. There's a nation hanging in the balance and you and I, we must stir it up inside of us. In our Bibles we read, Lord, I believe but help my unbelief. Please hear me. Faith is our foundation. Notice with me, the just shall live by faith. I don't walk by sight, I walk by faith. I don't always understand it, but by faith, 
I keep pursuing. By faith, you keep moving. Notice Hebrews 11 and 1 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you read in the Amplified Version, it says this, now faith is the assurance. Uh, It is the confidence. It's the title deed of the things that we hope for. Bring the proof of things uh, that we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Uh, Faith perceiving as real fact uh, what is not received uh, in our senses. Uh, Notice with me the basic definition of faith is found. Uh, It says belief or firm persuasion or assurance, uh, a firm conviction. Uh, Notice with me, uh, how firm are we in the word of the Lord today? Uh, Do we believe it to be absolute? Uh, Do we believe it to be the ultimate authority? Uh, On a Sunday night, I know you're tired. I know you worked all week and now you're getting ready to start a brand new week. Uh, But can I tell you uh, that going to work is not going to solve the problem. Uh, Working overtime will not solve the problem. Uh, Pushing it all under the rug will not solve the problem. Uh, But when a man of God or a woman of God will pick up the bow of faith uh, and say, you know what, devil? Uh, You are not going to invade my land. Uh, You are not going to invade my family. Uh, You are not going to invade my community. Uh, You are not going to invade my children. Uh, You are not going to invade my grandchildren. Uh, You are not going to take my nation, Uh, but I'm going to take the arrow of the Lord's deliverance uh, and I'm going to attach it to the bow of faith uh, and by God's authority uh, and by the prophetic utterance I will stand unwavering uh, and I will begin to shoot the arrow. Uh, I come to tell somebody tonight, uh, it doesn't matter what it may look like, sound like, or feel like, uh, but I got enough faith inside of me tonight to tell you uh, that God is about to do something uh, that men is not expected. As we preach this morning, uh, there is an unexpected rescue that's coming uh, to the nation. Uh, There's an unexpected rescue coming to your family, uh, but in order for you to operate in it, uh, in order for you to experience. Uh, you got to quit waiting for somebody else's faith. Uh, but you're going to have to buy faith, pick up the thing, uh, and say, God, uh, I may not have perfect faith, uh, but Lord, I've got a little faith uh, because your word says you've given every man a measure of faith. Uh, so I'm going to operate in the measure that you gave me. Uh, and Lord, I may not have the faith that somebody else has, uh, but Lord, I'm going to take my faith uh, and I'm going to shoot your arrow. Uh, and when I shoot that arrow, uh, I'm believing uh, that there is a about to be a consuming anointing uh, that begins to take, oh, uh, somebody needs to hear me. I'm going to preach while you sit there. There is some things that's about to happen. Uh, Somebody needs to shoot it in faith. Oh, but preacher, but you don't understand. Uh, I do understand this, uh, that God's word uh, is forever settled. Uh, and when everything else is burned up with fever and heat, uh, his word will remain. Uh, and he simply says uh, that if you ask what you will uh, in faith believing, uh, it shall be done. Please hear me. Oh, but preacher... Notice the only source, however, of true biblical faith is the word of God. If you want to operate in faith, you're going to have to stay in this word. Hear me. This bow has no ability to do anything by itself. But if I attach this with the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, If I attach this word to the faith that he's given me, you hear me? There's an enemy that's in trouble. 
I know that he's taken it, came in and took over. I know he's come in and made a mess of things. Uh, I know that people's in bondage and chains. Uh, I understand that depression is running rapid. Uh, I understand the addiction. Uh, I understand that cancer and sugar diabetes and heart conditions and, and all kinds of other things is there. Uh, I understand all of that, uh, but I about had my feel of it uh, because can I tell you uh, that God did not send his son uh, to be beaten beyond recognition uh, for we to walk around in a defeated state, uh, but we can walk in power and authority, uh, but somebody's got to shoot an arrow, uh, and somebody's got to shoot it from a bow of faith. Uh, I hope I'm helping somebody here this evening, uh, but I'm here to tell you it's time to open up the windows, uh, and it's time to go back uh, and get the arrows and say, you know what? Uh, I will not let them be unshot, uh, but I'm going to send a message uh, to my adversary, uh, and I'm going to let him know uh, that it is not by might, uh, but it is by the spirit of the Lord. Uh, devil, I know I can't defeat you, uh, but I know the God inside of me can. Uh, I know I can't cure cancer, uh, but I know the guy inside of me can. Uh, I know that it looks dark, uh, but I also know that there is a light that penetrates all darkness. Uh, can I tell you, uh, somebody needs to believe. Uh, don't listen to the noise of the enemy, uh, but just begin to believe. Uh, can I tell you, uh, he's still working. Uh, even when you don't see it, he's working. Uh, even when you don't feel it, he's working. Uh, can I preach to you just for a moment uh, that there is a bow of faith uh, that God has given to you uh, and it's time you stand up and begin to use it uh, because he also gave you his word. Uh, and when you put these two together, uh, there is not a devil in hell uh, that can stand against you, uh, can't stand against your family, uh, can't stand against the nation. I just need somebody to be bold enough and brave enough to open up a window. Because that's where it all begins. And then, notice with me, the deliverance is available, but you got to be willing to work at it a little bit. You gotta be willing to attach this thing. It doesn't just do it by itself. You gotta get it locked and loaded. Listen, in order for my faith to bring about a deliverance, my faith has to get attached to the word. Tonight, I wonder what's attached to your bow of faith. Is it full of unbelief? Doubt and uncertainty. Get all that junk off your bow of faith. Darius, old Darius, don't bother the master any longer. Your 12-year-old girl is already gone. You've waited too long. He didn't get there fast enough. Oh, maybe if you'd got him last week or last month or last year. But no, it's too late, Darius. Don't, don't bother him anymore. Darius had his bow of faith in his hand. All of a sudden, doubt tries to come in and attach itself to it. And Jesus just says, Darius, oh, Darius, just believe only. What he was saying is this, just to, don't, don't attach anything else to that bowstring. 
Just put the arrow of the Lord's deliverance on there. Just put my word on there. What was his word? His word was, just believe only, and she shall live. I want you to hear me. Darius, don't let your emotions get ahead of you. Don't let your senses deter you. I know what your ears just heard. I know what your mind's trying to process. But no, 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 no. I need you to hear the word of the Lord. By his stripes, we are healed. We are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Please hear me. Attach the word. No weapon formed against you can prosper. I need you to hear the word tonight. Don't doubt, but believe only. Dry as we see what he did. He chose to believe. And while he was walking, every step he was attaching the herald of the Lord's deliverance to his bow of faith. And when he got there, there was weeping, there was mourning. There's all kinds of noise going on. The Lord says, remove them out of the house. Peter, James, and John, come with me. Mom and dad, come with me. Five individuals walk into the room with Jesus. Five is symbolic of grace. Grace walked in and he knelt down by a little girl and he says, arise. And because the arrow of the Lord's deliverance was attached to a bow of faith, that which was dead began to live. I want to say tonight, and I'm going to bring this to a close very quickly. I know our land is invaded in many, many forms. I know our churches are invaded in many forms. Our families have been overran in many areas. The enemy has tormented the mind of men and women of faith for far too long. I didn't come with a big message tonight. I come with a simple message to tell you that there's a prophetic utterance once again in the earth. And this prophetic utterance is simply saying just a few things. Pick up the bow. Pick up the arrow. And oh, by the way, open up the window. Quit thinking about it, but now shoot it. And oh, by the way, don't just shoot one arrow, but take everything that God has given you 
and send a message to the enemy that we will not be denied. Can I tell you tonight, in the midst of everything that's going on, you can choose to believe the report of the enemy or you can believe the report of the Lord that says, I am able to do exceedingly abundantly what you could ever ask or think. You can choose to believe the words that he said through the other prophet that my ways are higher than your ways. But you got to choose to embrace something. Tonight, it's time to pick up the bow of faith. And it's time to send a message to the enemy that we will no longer settle for an invasion in our families and on our nation. You say, well, that sounds like you're asking us to engage in conflict. No, I'm just asking you to show up because here's what I want you to hear. The Lord says, I just want you to be by faith. Show up because this battle belongs to the Lord. If you'll show up, He's faithful to fight on our behalf. Notice, you can send this kind of message where you just say, well, I hope God does it. Well, I I know that he used to do it. Well, maybe he'll do it for me. Maybe he'll bring a release. Are you going to grab a hold of that bow of faith and attach the word of God to it? And you can by faith begin to shoot every arrow that you have and send a message to the enemy. And when he looks towards you, he sees this quiver full of arrows that has been dispatched, that is sending a message that we know in whom we believe. And can I tell you tonight, these days have got to come to an end. But here's what I'm believing that if we'll begin to strike the ground in front of the enemy, every arrow begins to strike fear in the heart of our adversary. And when he looks and he sees that, he no longer sees us and our imperfections and our frailty, but he sees the God that is in us. And he sees the God-given authority. And there has to be a retreat Because can I tell you, he understands. He does not have the authority. But tonight, as they come to the music, let me remind you that you and I have to make the decision to pick up the bow. We have to pick up the arrow. And we have to open up the window. You'll never send a message if your windows are closed. You'll never send a message if your arrows stay in your quiver. You'll never send a message unless you stand in a place of authority that God has given you and square your shoulders back and say, you know what, it's not about what my senses tell me, but it is about what God's word says concerning me. 
I'm just crazy enough to believe tonight that what he's done for others, he'll do for you. And he'll do for me. Tonight, in a world that's upside down, where right is attacked and wrong is celebrated, in a time when it seems like we get bombarded from every side, I want you to hear the word of the Lord tonight. He's wanting to release an anointing that will consume the enemy. But we must have faith to believe that we can walk in it and operate in it. I sincerely believe tonight. I sincerely believe that we're getting ready to see even a greater exit some of the generals of the faith. There is a great exit that's getting ready to take place in the prophets and the, the leaders of the last several years because their assignment is coming to a close and they're going to finish well. But there's a new mandate upon the people of God. It's hard for me to describe tonight what I feel in my spirit. All week long I have had the house to myself. So I'd work all day and then in the evening go home and just fix me something to eat a little bit and I said, what am I going to do? I can work on this, work on that, or I can do this, do that. But I was just drawn. And I found myself going back 17 years, 20 years, 50 years. Began to just listen to the preaching of God's men and women. overlaying of the prophetic hands of God so I don't come just with a message tonight but I need you to hear the word of the Lord the prophetic anointing of God is telling us it's time to open up the window and to grab the faith shoot the arrow because I'm getting ready to show myself mightily oh if you could just get a glimpse if you could just get a glimpse of what he wants to do
You can think this preacher's crazy, lost his mind. That's fine. But there is there's a release of an arrow. It's taking place in the spiritual realm. It wasn't by accident that we felt the anointing of God in this room today. It wasn't by accident that God was speaking to your heart and confirming words to you. It's because there's an arrow that's been released. And it's the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. But now, you see that first arrow, I sincerely believe this. first arrow was shot this morning that arrow of deliverance was shot this morning and he said you're going to consume Syria that's an apex you're going to consume them that's already done and that's already settled but how much more victory do you want because now I need you to pick up the arrows and I need you to strike the ground You see the prophetic anointing hands of God. He says, I'm going to do this one thing. I'm going to set the stage. I'm going to get this thing moving. And I'm going to do my part. And I'm going to use the the prophetic utterance to do it. But now, I need you to pick up the arrows. But I have to remind you tonight in closing that you can't just pick up the arrows. Because if you just have the arrow, you're not able to propel it. But in order for that arrow to do what it needs to do, somebody's gonna have to pick up that bow of faith. So tonight, I wonder, I wonder, is there a man or woman, boy or girl in this room that says I'll put that bow of faith in my hands and I will stand and I will begin to shoot the arrow. I will strike the ground. I will strike the ground and I will send a message. Devil, you can't have my family. You can't have my children. You can't have my community. You can't have my nation. And every arrow begins to drive back. And I believe when we begin to fire these arrows, you hear me tonight. When you become willing to fire those arrows, we begin to drive back cancer. We begin to drive back disease. We begin to break off addiction. We begin to break off strongholds. And we begin to see a generation become free. to say one more time as we're entering into the summer of this year there is getting ready to be a display of the power and the authority of God in a realm and a wind of healing and I believe if we'll pick a hope this and we'll shoot this that we'll begin to hear testimonies power and the moving of Almighty God 
in a manner that we have never seen in our lifetime. But it all begins with open windows and the willingness to shoot some arrows. As we stand all over the house tonight, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are those under the sound of our voice tonight. Understand that God has the final authority. And it's not what we hear, and it's not what we see, but it's about embracing what God is doing. Joash came, Elisha was nearing the end of his life. just because Elisha was leaving I must remind you that his anointing would remain upon the earth if you read on in the life of Elisha you will find that his sickness took him to a place of death that after time went by body was decaying no life in it no breath in it you'll read of a story in your Bible we're in a time of war time of invasion a young man was thrown in the grave and he touched the bones of Elisha that was still wrapped in Elijah's mantle and he resurrected there is an anointing tonight that can be tapped into if somebody picks up the bow of faith. So tonight I want to encourage you on a Sunday evening when you may have more questions and answers in certain areas in your life or situations. This is a prophetic moment. This is where God is releasing. And you and I can experience some wonderful things if we will just, by faith, embrace what God is doing. Dear Heavenly Father, tonight, Lord, as we stand in your house, Lord, on a Sunday evening, Lord, tonight, I know there's things that may look dark and uncertain. I know the voice of the enemy is loud in the ears of men and women. Tonight, Lord, we pause and we hear and we respond by saying, Lord, we believe. And Lord, today I pray 
I pray for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that's in this sanctuary tonight and those that's joined us by way of internet. Lord, if they just are feeling overwhelmed, if it feels like that the darkness is enclosing, Lord, I pray they'd grab that bow of faith they would realize that there's an arrow of the Lord's deliverance that is more powerful and more mighty and Lord when it's released in faith your word says that it never returns void so Lord today we release we release our arrows and we thank you that when they return when the word of the Lord returns it will return in an accomplished form. Lord, I thank you for the healing power, the deliverance, the favor, the blessings that comes when we operate in faith. So today, Lord, we stand putting our faith and our trust in you and only you. Lord, as Paul told Timothy, Lord, I speak to your people. I say, Lord, stir up the gift that's inside of them. Help them to believe right now. They would put their faith and trust in your word in such a manner that they would begin to walk with a peace and a rest and a comfort where they know that you are on their side. So today, Lord, pray that as we start a brand new week together in our respected places fulfilling our obligations and responsibilities that your people would walk in a manner of confidence knowing that because of the arrows that you have given them and the bow of faith that you have given them that they have the ability to subdue kingdoms they can walk in righteousness and they can declare the things of the Lord over their lives and over their family and it shall be so today Lord that which the enemy meant for evil Lord we're believing you're working it for the good of your people I thank you for the good reports that we're going to hear this week the reports of restoration the reports of healing the reports that boggles the minds of the physician that says, well, it was there, but it's not there. Lord, I thank you for the raising up of men and women today. Lord, I thank you for the faith that's arising. And Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy that's been extended to us and our nation. And Lord, I pray pray that we would continue to humble and bow a knee in your presence. And Lord, we repent tonight. And Lord, we repent on behalf of our nation. And Lord, we ask for the healing wind to blow over her. And Lord, we 
speak against every dark demonic thing that's trying to gain entry and try to attach to our children and we command it to be broken in the mighty name of Jesus and we speak that in faith believing it to be so today as we starting the week that's getting ready to end the school year for our children all across this nation Lord, I pray that any attack of the enemy, the hand would be stayed, that our children would be safe, that revival fires would burn within the hearts of this generation. Lead us, guide us, and direct us. Lord, as we stand together, Lord, we join our faith with yours. We join our faith with one another. We're believing for multitudes of things to be driven back. And we speak life and liberty over your people. So today, Lord, lead us, guide us, and direct us. And the church says, amen. Pastor Jade here. I just want to thank you for watching the service with us today and being a part of it. We ask that you stay in touch with us. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And we'll see you again soon. We love you. So does God.